so we're now on week three of our summer holidays. I am in America. Not currently, but I will be in America when this episode goes out, um, enjoying some time at a friend's wedding. Where will you be, Tom? Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I've used all my holiday this year. I'm not, <laughs> I don't get a summer holiday, but I do get a, a brief break, a brief respite from having to sit and talk to you for an hour oh. or however long every week. No, no. It's the highlight of my week, Tom. And mine, and mine. I'm only kidding. I'm joshing. <laughs> Our question for this episode is kind of going to be relevant to me as I'm looking, as I'm currently in the process of applying to jobs. It is, how much time do you spend coding in a coding job? Do you have an answer, Tom? I do. And I think it might... I mean, the question at first seems maybe a bit silly because, like, oh, well, you spend all your time coding if you're a coder. But the world the world of work doesn't work like that. That's a lot of works in a sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the working world of work. Yeah. Yeah. The, wor- yeah. the working world doesn't operate like that. You... like. If someone's an author, they don't spend ninety. They don't spend nine till nine to five writing. Um, if someone is a TV presenter, they're not in front of a camera the entire time. And if someone's a programmer, they're not writing code ninety nine percent of the time that they're there. There is a certain give and take. And if someone's a teacher, they don't spend the entire time teaching. Yeah, that's a really good. A lot of teachers off. You may have heard. <laughs> that's a really good example. So what's the what's the ratio of actual like you are in front of students teaching them something to not like ancillary stuff what's that ratio so i used to get in at 7 30 in the morning and leave about five o'clock so how many hours is that that's 10, ten and a half yeah given yeah give or take do you get a lunch break <laughs> um not really like 10 minutes um so the amount of hours i'd spend teaching there are maybe four or five hours no, so you look at it, maybe 50, 50%, like half your time is spent yeah. doing the job that you're meant to yeah. be doing. And the rest is taken up yes, with exactly. presumably <laughs> the admin. The thing you're paid for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, marking and doing duties, standing mm-hmm. and telling kids off and dealing with form tutor roles, like looking after mm. personal issues that the kids have got. And yeah, admin, filling in forms that no one reads. A lot of that. <laughs> You're starting to sound very bitter. We need to, <laughs> need to focus it's like on the I've positives. changed career, isn't it? Need to focus on the positives. <laughs> Certainly, we're realizing why. No, but no, that's, that's, sure. <laughs> yeah. that's um, no, but that is that is what it is. I mm. I may sound bitter, but I think that's what turns a lot of people off the job as well. And you hear about all these people quitting teaching within five years. It's there are reasons other than the children. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, And I think it's important to be clear because I think a lot of our audience are people who are going along the same journey as you are or wanting to learn more about that journey before they embark on it, like learning to code as a new career for them. Um, And it's easy to get swept up by all the promises that boot camps make and all the kind of the people on Twitter that you talk about having their dream job and coding all day. And uh, I think it's important to be realist when it comes to these kind of things. and to recognize that not all of your time will be spent coding. But I think also to temper that with the optimistic thought that actually it's probably a better ratio than in most other jobs. As we were talking about people who are learning to code, when I learn to code, I am actually spending most of the time just sat down focusing on the code. I'm not worrying about any of the other stuff. So 
kind of if I thought my job was going to be the way I was learning to code, that sort of thing, I would expect it to be 90% of the time is actual coding um because that's what i've been doing yeah but then someone's got to tell you what you're going to be coding unless you're freelancer you're working for yourself in which case then your time will be spent finding work Um, but if you're in a programming job working for a company there is a whole lot of ancillary stuff around like deciding what to work on just breaking down tasks estimation retrospectives planning meetings um meetings happen i mean a lot of i mean programmers are often i mean particularly if you're a 10x engineer you're not going to be going to any meetings but um they do happen and they are useful most of the time um plenty of meetings that are useless but there's a lot of stuff that's not the kind of things that you can dedicate yourself to when you're just learning a craft yeah exactly and and i obviously expect the job will be different than the way i'm learning it but i think you can get into kind of like the habit of just sitting down and coding away a problem or something Mm. and then kind of it creeps up on you that when you get a job you're like oh actually i forgot about all this other stuff yeah, I think one of the reasons it is an attractive career, and certainly one of the reasons I'm drawn to it, is that you do get drawn into like a complicated problem, can suck you in and occupy your mind for a long time, and you get like we've talked a lot about the state of flow on this uh, on this podcast in the past, and that is something that happens on a regular basis, particularly with thorny and tricky issues that you like meaty meaty problems you have to roll up your sleeves and really get stuck into. You do get that, which I think possibly in a lot of other in uh, sort of professions just doesn't happen and i think people have that kind of level of enjoyment and engagement on such a regular basis Hmm, well that's that's promising to hear yeah i would like the takeaway from this episode to be that it is you spend a lot of time coding and it's really fun and it's much more rewarding than almost any other job i've i've tried or come across but to temper it with just a little bit of realism that you know you're not going to be spending 100 percent of your time like writing code you're going to have to like interact with people do you think it's more than the 50 percent that i would teach Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, we're looking at like 80, 80%, maybe. Well, that's much better, isn't it? And maybe why so many people get drawn into the career and enjoy it so much. Yeah, it's a rewarding thing to do, and it's a rewarding way to spend your time. Fantastic. Well, that's a lovely place to finish. So thanks again for listening, and we should hopefully, maybe soon, be back to uh, our long-form episodes. Uh, don't forget you can check us out on Twitter at AQOCode, and our website is... AQOC.dev. And we will see you next time. Ta-ra. Bye.